This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. To stretch or not to stretch, that, my friends, is the question. Now, I get excited to do every single one of my podcasts pretty much because I get to choose the topics and I love what I do. And this one, it's right up there, people. It's right up there because it is exactly why you listen to the show. It is exactly what the show is about. The myths, the misconceptions, the chuckleheads out there who are telling you one thing. They're looking at some of the science and then the headlines are twisting the science. And then the science isn't even saying what they're telling you it is saying. So we're talking about stretching that age old debate to stretch or not to stretch. And in the next 20 some odd minutes, I'm going to break it down and tell you why you should not a lot, a little bit and why you should and how you should and what you should do. And all of those misleading headlines and, and studies that are being twisted and perverted. We're going to talk about those. And I could just delve into the science on this one, and it's so not needed. But I will grab a a handful of studies and and tell you why. And you're going to start to see, and hopefully with my podcasts, you start to see how the myths and how the bad trainers and fitness experts self-proclaimed, how they're just, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. I grabbed a couple headlines just to get the show started. So... If you Google stretching, is it worth it? Here's some of the headlines that come up. Is stretching all it's cracked up to be? That's one. Quite a stretch. Stretching hype debunked. Now, I'm going to delve into that one a little later in the podcast. Uh, And then another one, stretching the truth. Oh, it's great, right? And right then, right then, so many people, they don't go any further than the headline. 
And so they read a headline, they go, oh, I'm not going to read that article. <laughs> but, you know, it's like when you used to have a newspaper and it said continued on page 12 or whatever, as Jim Gaffigan would say, well, I guess I'm not getting to that, you know, the rest of the article. So many people don't even read the article. So they see the headline, they go, oh, stretching must not be worth it. And then even if you read the article, as I will, the, the one on quite a stretch, stretching hype debunked, and have fun with that one, uh, it, it's garbage so often. It's not even, I was going to be nicer, but it's just garbage. All right? So I did a show, a popular one. You should listen to it if you haven't. There are five components of fitness. Five components of fitness. Most people focus on just one, as I say in the podcast. Some people two. And for ultimate balanced health, we need to do all five. And that's challenging because we do what we like, we do what we enjoy, and we do what we're good at. It. And that's okay. And that's going to confer some benefits in health. But we need to do those other things. And my most successful clients, and one of the reasons I am injury-free and pretty darn healthy is because I force myself to focus on all five. Cardiovascular endurance, muscular strength, muscular endurance, body composition, and the one we're going to talk about today, flexibility. We need to focus on all five of those. You want your heart to be strong. You want your muscles to be strong. You want the least amount of body fat that's healthy for you. And you want your joints to move through their full optimal range of motion. And I will say that over and over in the podcast in different ways, but that's it. Optimal range, healthy range of motion. All right. We need to focus on all those. And I'm going to, uh, someone sent me a study and I'd seen it, but I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to use it. And it's a, a researcher who says, we need to get rid of it. We need to get rid of it. And I love, what's so amazing, and I don't mean to, well, I do. <laughs> They're confusing you. So I was going to say, I don't mean to jump on them. Yeah, I do. Uh, he contradicts himself right in his own abstract of this. He wants to get rid of it. Flexibility shouldn't be a component of fitness, according to this person. I disagree, and I will tell you why. All right, so we're talking about stretching. Can't tell you, my Nantucket camp, every summer I say questions, always comes up over and over. I'm going to tell you what it is, what it isn't, what kind you should do, what the research says, and how, like everything else, but even out of those five components of fitness, I'm going to say how a lot less time devoted to this, in my opinion, my experience, and I'll tell you why. We'll be right back after this short break. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade. At the Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options see homedepot.com slash delivery for details the home depot how doers get more done talking all about stretching now i'm always honest that is i have to be i don't love stretching i don't like stretching i don't do it a lot and neither do you have to But let's just cut to the chase because this is like everything is oversimplified and then it's made really complicated and then it's amazing in health and wellness. It's oversimplified and then it's complicated. And and this is just, again, a perfect example. So when they say, is stretching beneficial? Do you need to stretch? My next question is for what? And this is where you're going to start to see. I love this topic how the headlines pulled from the science don't correlate. All right. So what? And I got four. I got four. These are the top four. So is stretching beneficial for sports performance? Okay, we'll talk about that. Is it beneficial? Does it help injury prevention? We'll talk about that. Does it help soreness? Well, I just did a show on delayed onset muscle soreness. Listen to that one. I think it's a shorter one. Uh, So, okay, that's, that's another. And then is it beneficial for your body working optimally? And that's the one people I'm going to focus on because let me jump ahead a little bit. Yes, I'm a, a marathon or ultra marathon or I do triathlons, uh, Ironman triathlons. Most of you don't. Some of you do, but the vast majority of people don't. They don't even come close. And I get that. I do it for other reasons and to challenge myself and to learn about the body so that I can then, you know, push the limits and learn about the human body. But I don't expect people to do that and to to relate to that. I understand that. So, so many of these studies, as I will get to, they're on marathon runners. They're on power lifters. They don't apply to you. Now, that doesn't mean you can't extrapolate the findings, but they don't. They just jump from A to Z when it comes to what they're looking at and how they extrapolate it out to the average person. There aren't a lot of studies, people, in stretching and the recreational tennis player or golfer or activities of daily living. They're not looking at those things. And I'll get to that. All right. So when they say, is it beneficial to sports performance and those, what are are we looking at? And what I'm looking at, first and foremost, is living longer. Feeling better, 
And yes, I'm going to look at the injury thing and contradicts. Uh, and, and actually, I'll jump ahead one more time. With sports performance, uh, you might not want to stretch, depending on what you do, before. And we're going to clear that up, too. All right? So there's a handful of different types of stretching. There's static stretching. There's dynamic stretching. There's passive. There's active. All right? And others as well. Static stretching is what most of us know. You know, you try to touch your toes, you hold for 10 seconds, 30, 60 seconds. It means holding a stretch in a challenging but comfortable position, right, for a period of time. And it's the most common form and generally considered safe and effective for improving flexibility. I will talk more about that. Passive stretching means you're using some sort of outside assistance to help you, like a strap or something like that. Now, way back when I was a trainer... I got trained in PNF stretching, which was really interesting, a form you can do it with someone else generally is how we did it. It's a pre-contraction stretch that involves a contraction of the muscle being stretched or it's agonist, the opposite muscle before stretching. Okay, and the most common form of this type is that PNF, which stands for proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. So, again, this is how I would stretch clients at the end of workout. Really interesting, but the most common forms are the first two, static stretching and passive stretching, right? Now, why should we do it? So, we, again, what is the, uh, what, why do we, uh, what are the benefits? Is it injury prevention? Is it sports performance? Okay, we got those out of the way. Here's the two reasons I truly believe, and in my experience, we need to have flexible bodies, okay? And how we get there, we can debate that and we'll debate it. But there's two reasons, and they're complete opposite. The first one is we get too little activity. And generally, that means sitting people. So too little. We get tight. Talk about it on so many other shows. It is a, people spend eight, nine hours a day in one position, Things go haywire. Our bodies were not meant to do that. Hip flexors, hamstrings, lower back, super tight. Okay, so too little activity. And then here's the beauty of it. Then it's too much. And it's generally too much of the same thing. I talk about that so frequently. That's why we need variation. So if you just run, muscles are going to get tight in a certain way. When you do that same muscular pattern over and over and over again, things get tight. And that's why, as I say, I do triathlons for many reasons, but one of the top when it comes to me being as healthy as possible is I do it because it forces me to cross-train. I swim, I bike, I run, and those complement each other. And so too little or too much or too much of the same thing, more specifically, muscles get tight. And again, it's about poor posture. It's about those repetitive movement patterns. And those lead to improper body mechanics. And that is what I'm going to talk about. Okay. And a lot of that is from spending time seated. All right. So tightness limits the range of motion. Tightness leads to dysfunction. Robert Forster, going to have him on the show at some point, worked with him on a DVD series way back when, and, and we would have amazing discussions. He is a top physical therapist out in California, has worked with so many Olympic athletes, professional athletes, and we both, we would have these long discussions about tightness, about flexibility and dysfunction. All right. So when muscles are tight, dysfunction occurs. All right. And let's get one thing Right out in the open, because this is another thing where they muddy the whole stretching debate. You don't stretch before exercise, all right? 
as far as like if you're playing sports and stuff like that, static stretching, I should say, you want to do dynamic warm up. What is a dynamic warm up? That means you get the blood flowing, a lower level aerobic activity that gets the body ready for what you are going to do. And I use my Nantucket camp as such an amazing example of how this works. I've done it for over 20 years. We have had no major injuries, no major pulled muscles, some, you know, small ones that's going to happen. Thousands of people have come through over the years, but it's in the sand too. So that adds a whole nother level of difficulty and intensity. But we spend 10 to 15 minutes doing a dynamic warm-up. I've made it fun. I've made it a team event. People don't even know that they're either they're working, they're sweating, they're, but it's a gradual, progressive, dynamic warm-up to get the body ready. So the, the studies are true there, but that's where people are like, oh, st- <laughs> static stretching before exercise doesn't decrease injury rates. Um, let's just talk about stretching after or to maintain those, the range of motion so that when you do your exercise, that's the clarification, everybody. If you go into the exercise and you are super tight from sitting all week and you're a weekend warrior person, and again, these studies don't look at the weekend warrior people generally or the people who it really matters to, not the high level marathoner, not the, the power lifter, but the person who's sitting all week and getting super tight and then you go out and you try to play tennis doubles tennis, and you make that lateral movement, your back is super tight, your body doesn't fire in the right way. And that's the huge takeaway, and I'll I'll wrap it up with that as well. Your body doesn't work optimally when it's tight. The muscles aren't doing what they need to do in the right sequence. And that's how injuries happen. But the studies aren't looking at that. And listen, fitness disrupted is all about looking at the studies. But studies are far from perfect. And I talk about that frequently on the show. And they have limitations, whether it's exercise or nutrition. So just because there's a study doesn't mean that it's the be-all, end-all. Who funded it? What was the, you know, structure of that study? Bias. There's so many different things. How big was the sample? What? So I don't want to get deep into, you know, the structure of studies and how they're set up and everything, but you need to know that. So again, right off the bat, we're going to say, I agree You don't do your traditional static stretching before your traditional sports. And listen, you still see football teams doing the same stuff. They're getting a little better. And why do they do it that way? Because their coaches did it that way and their coaches did it that way and on and on and on. So we do it to help your joints move through their full natural range of motion. That's going to improve your performance. I don't really care about sports performance, but I want you to enjoy your sports and I don't want you to get injured. But let's start with your daily activities because so many people get injured doing the mundane activities of daily living. You go to pick up your toothbrush. You go to play with your kids. You go to grab your dog and you move and something's tight and your body doesn't fire in the right patterns and your muscles don't work the way they should and an injury happens. So... I believe that, yes, and we're not talking sports performance injuries. We're talking activities of daily living, and I will include in that your recreational sports. You need to be strong. So back to those five components of fitness. And listen, they are connected. They are connected. When you have whole articles and we do a whole show on weakness and tightness and how they're correlated, 
but we don't have to right now. So you still want to do all your strength training. It's all connected. Five components of fitness, as I started the show talking about. But doesn't that just make common sense that if something's tight, if your back is tight, your lower back is tight, and you go to get that low ball in tennis or you're playing squash or you're playing basketball or doing whatever, golf, and things, the muscles don't fire right. So what happens? There's a compensatory thing that happens, an issue, right? You've all experienced that. Like you have knee pain and then all of a sudden what happens is the body's super smart. So it starts to change the way it moves and not in a good way, but enough that the knee stops hurting. But now that's translated somewhere else. All of a sudden your hip starts to hurt or you can even go, you know, higher, like your shoulder starts to hurt. And that's the insidious nature of compensatory injuries and what happens when your body has to compensate because you're tight, your shoulders, your hamstrings, your major muscle groups, especially. All right, quick break. And then when we come back, I'm going to jump into studies just enough. And they're really fun. (laughs) Actually, it's tough to say that studies are fun, but I generally choose stuff that, not generally, I choose stuff that's interesting and that clarifies everything I'm talking about. Okay, and that's, if I do say so myself, what I love about this show, there are shows that go hard into the science. And truthfully, if you go hard into the sciences, I'm going to show you, oftentimes there's not a lot there. And it's just so that person can sound really smart. And oh my gosh, one of the studies, or not, it's not even a study, an article, it, it was pages and pages and pages long. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to show you how in the first sentence, I'm done with them. We'll be right back. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at the Home Depot, you could give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? 
spring? Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. All right. Wow, I love this topic. I love this show. I love this topic, though, because it just plays into everything I do about the science and the myths and the people that are pulling headlines that don't connect, don't correlate, and they're just outright wrong. All right. Quite a stretch. Stretching hype debunked. Now, this is a long, long, long article. The iconoclast, the typical, uh, you know, this is a person, the type who say, uh, you know, you should never do a crunch. You should never do this or that. Huh. In the first sentence, here's the first sentence. Stretching science has shown that this extremely popular form of exercise has almost no measurable benefits. <laughs> uh, a, it's not exercise. It's not, you know, you may say again that I'm splitting hairs, but it, <laughs> when you start there, you're pretty much done in my opinion, but uh, this, this is on and on and on, okay? And then he quotes a bunch of people, smart, like let's get some really, you know, some, some notable names and some notable athletes. And so one of the quotes to start it off is, and it's from Runner's World Magazine, a well-known coach, I'm not going to say who it is, but the quote from this coach is, why is that many Kenyans don't stretch? Why was legendary coach Arthur Lydiard not a fan of stretching? Why does Galloway say, in my experience, runners, we're going to come back to this, by the way, in my experience, runners who stretch are injured more often than when they stop stretching. And the injuries often go away. I'm going to jump ahead because many of you might forget. Uh, one of the main reasons, in my opinion, experience, and many of the studies, that runners who stretch are injured more often is because they run more miles. They run more miles. Okay? Those people, most people don't stretch. And that's going to go to the final, the guy who says we should get rid of it at all. One of his complaints is we spend too much time stretching it and we're wasting our time on things we could be doing with other. You're absolutely right. If people were stretching for 60 minutes, if people were stretching at all for the most part, I'd say, yeah, that's not the problem. And you know what? That is like the studies that drive me absolutely nuts. The one about exercise, too much exercise. Guess what? Uh, that is not a problem. People exercising too much is not a problem. People are not dying from exercising too much. They are dying in the hundreds of thousands from heart disease. So similar to the argument and the studies that I will say, and I understand how you find benchmarks and an optimal dose of exercise. I get it. But the headlines being pulled again and, and people are like, oh, you know, you're doing too much exercise. Uh, yeah. Okay. So again, he's talking about Kenyans. Are you guys Kenyans? If you're Kenyan, you might not want to stretch. There you go. If you're a marathon runner, Kenyan, you might not want to stretch. Everybody else listening to that show that's not an ultra marathon or Kenyan uh, level, you might want to. Okay, and one more, another doctor who started off this guy's article, he pulled his quote, said, as a runner of marathons for years and a general practitioner with injured patients, I've never been able to figure out how on earth stretching the heck out of muscles, ligaments, and nerves could warm them up or do the slightest bit of good. Uh well, A, don't stretch the heck out of anything. 
<laughs> I agree. I concur. And B, we already talked about dynamic warm-up. And guess what, people? You know, people say, should I stretch before I go out for my three-mile run? The run is the warm-up. That's the active warm-up. Now, if you're doing sprint training and all that stuff, that's different. High-level, high-intensity, forceful contractions of a muscle, you want them more warmed up. That's when injury happens. Injury doesn't generally happen really low-level jogging. Let's use, you know, <laughs> uh, Ron Burgundy's term, the soft J. All right? So, just and I, I pulled this article, again, not to pick on this person specifically, but it just is totally exemplifies the vast majority of the iconoclastic, you shouldn't stretch, the science says, you shouldn't, whatever. And another headline from, you know, how he broke his article down, and again, pages upon pages, uh, the unstretchables. Some muscles are biomechanically impossible to stretch. Um, okay, those aren't the ones we're talking about. And he goes on. And again, people read this. He sounds so smart. Uh, <laughs> and then he says, even if stretching actually had the benefits that people want to attribute to it, which it clearly does not. Now, now let me just back up. Didn't he say at the beginning, even though he called it exercise, had almost no measurable benefits? Well, then it has some. Almost no. He didn't say it has no measurable benefits, but then he goes on to say why it clearly does not. Those benefits would not actually be available in large sections of the body. So what? In large sections of the body? Well, I'm more worried about my hamstrings and my glutes and my calves and my lower back. And then finally, and I'm done with this study now, and I, it, I keep saying study. It's not even a study, this article. But it comes up. It's one, one of the first in the Google search. So many people are going to read it. Then he makes fun of the fact that people say, well, why do you do it? He says, oh, people say it feels good. Now, if that were something to make fun of in this new recovery market, the number of times people ask me, you know, and listen, I will do <laughs> massage, cryotherapy, infrared sauna. Sure, there's research behind all these things, but... Athletes generally and people in particular do think if it feels good, it feels good. You're making fun of that? You know what the takeaway from most of these type of articles and these iconoclastic people are? They don't want to do it. That's human nature. They don't want to stretch. They don't want to do cardio, so then they'll say cardio is bad. They don't want to lift weights, so then they'll say, you know, they'll find something wrong with that. And they'll twist and pervert the studies, okay? That article is just everything that's wrong with a concept like this. And kind of bring it all home. So when you look at studies and you look at the, the, the headlines, I pulled one of the headlines about flexibility and, and studies on it. They say studies about the benefits of stretching have had mixed results. Absolutely. That's with just about everything in fitness, right? Some research shows that stretching doesn't reduce muscle soreness. Okay. It's not why we're doing it, right? After exercise and other studies show that lengthening the muscle and holding the stretch immediately before a sprint may slightly worsen performance. We're going to get to that. And you go, so what, Like, Why are you so excited about that? Because that's where so many of the headlines are pulled from. Now, again, if you're a Kenyan, you may want to look at your stretching protocol. If you are a sprinter doing the 100-yard dash in college, you may want to check your stretching protocol. If you're the 99.9% .9 of other people who sit all day, get really tight, and then want to enjoy their activities of daily living and your recreational sports, none of this applies to you. None of it. You're not seeing how fast you can get out of your chair or, you know, just nuts. 
All right. One of the greatest people asked me about certifications back when I was a trainer and back when I was getting all the certifications. There were three of the top ones. I still consider them the top three. And one of them is the National Strength and Conditioning Association. So I love their stand on this. And it clarifies what I was just talking about. I'm going to read you real quickly, okay? From the National Strength and Conditioning Association, they are a, a certification body generally focused on strength training and, and fitness, but um, they are more into that realm. So a growing body of research evidence indicates that pre-event static stretching of the prime movers, those are your major muscle groups, may actually, act, actually I'm sorry, have a negative effect on force production, power performance, strength endurance, reaction time, and running speed. So again, that's sports performance. And that's high-level sports performance for the most part. Force production. If you are going for your maximal bench press or maximal squat, don't stretch. Everybody else, there's probably a reason. Okay? And they go on. In one research study that examined the effects of static stretching on, here we go again, sprint performance in collegiate track and field athletes, researchers reported a 3% decrease in sprinting performance at 40 meters following pre-event static stretching. So if any of you out there are doing a 40-meter sprint, don't stretch because it's going to decrease, by the way, by 3%, which actually is a lot in a short race like that. But I need you to understand that when you read that headline that says, Stretching decreases sports performance. They don't tell you that it's a 40-meter sprint and you're going to go out for your run and you're super tight and you're trying to run up a hill or down a hill or you're especially doing quick starts and stops. You're playing doubles tennis or squash, just going to those sports, you know, pickleball, all these things that people are playing now or just playing with your kids, sudden movements. When the muscles don't fire, you need to be strong. And you need to have your muscles work through the optimal range of motion. That's why there are five components of fitness. All right, I'm dragging on. I don't want it to, I don't want to, you know, I could do this way too long for you people. Um, all right. So let's get to the one I talked about because, you know, oh, let me finish actually real quickly. So the National Strength and Conditioning Association, what's their takeaway though? Here we go. This is not to say that static stretching should be eliminated from an athlete's program but it should be sensibly incorporated into the daily training regimen. Since chronic stretching, here we go, can enhance the range of motion around a joint and potentially improve strength and power performance. I don't even care about that. I just want the range of motion around a joint. Consequently, most athletes should perform static stretching during the cool down or as part of a separate training program. Cool down, separate, okay? All right, let's finish up with this because this is the doozy. This is the doozy. Okay, so this was in Sports and Medicine 2019. This is recent. The case for retiring flexibility as a major component of physical fitness. So this person has a problem with flexibility. It shouldn't be in the component of fitness. It shouldn't be one of the five, I should say. Okay, so this guy performed a scientific review to see if acing the sit and reach test had any health or functional benefits including fewer injuries, reduced risk of falls among the elderly, longer life, superior athletic performance, blah, blah, blah. Okay? Sit and reach test, by the way, which I think I, I shouldn't, it, it, for me, I don't need it. You did that in school, that's hamstring and lower back flexibility. Sure, it, it shows if, how tight you are. But if that's the only thing, and I couldn't get a copy of this study, so I believe he only looked at the sit and reach test, which, like, if you're extrapolating, and, and I hope he didn't, just from that one test, but if he did, and, and it actually doesn't matter with where I'm going with this, then that's a problem. 
because we have other things that get tight. Your IT bands, your calves. There's so many other muscle groups, okay? So he goes on to say, this current paper proposes flexibility be retired as a major component of physical fitness and consequently stretching de-emphasized as a standard component of exercise prescriptions for most populations. Okay. Here's where he just goes and totally contradicts himself. Quote from him, time previously dedicated to stretching can be reallocated to activities that cause more robust health benefits, including improved flexibility. What? What? You just included, you just said the case for retiring flexibility as a major component. So I guess he's saying, well, yeah, it's, we still want to improve it, but it's not important. We don't want it as a major component. It could be part. I think that directly contradicts it. Again, I'll agree with him. If I saw people at the gym and they were stretching 45 minutes out of their hour, I'd say we got a problem. But this is a, such a perfect example of like too much exercise. It's not a problem. The vast majority of people aren't stretching too much and the vast majority of people aren't doing too much exercise. Okay. It's just ridiculous. All right. One final study because it goes to what we're talking about. So again, I was reading an article and the headline was something to the effect of doesn't prevent injury. So I go, okay, what study is he looking at? And this was a recent article. And here's the study. The title is Injuries to Runners, a Study of Entrance to a 10,000-Meter Race. And this was in the American Journal of Sports Medicine, 1986. Not exactly recent. Okay. So runners, they're looking at runners and things like that. They're not looking at 65, 50-year-old paddle tennis players. They are looking at high-level runners. Now, again, goes to what I was just talking about. Injured runners differed significantly from non-injured runners in that they were more likely to have run more miles per week, run more days per week, run at a faster pace, run more races in the last year, stretch before running, and not participated regularly in other sports. So they leave out more miles per week, more days per week, faster pace. (laughs) Oh, they got injured, but they stretched. We pulled that part out. Now, again, I know there's, there's a little bit more to it, but it doesn't apply. It doesn't apply to you. All right? Final. <laughs> I'll give you one more. International Journal of Sports Physical Therapy, February 2012. Uh, current concepts in muscle stretching for exercise and rehabilitation. I'm just going to read you the takeaway. St- uh, static stretching, or one of them. Static stretching is effective at an increasing range of motion. The greatest change in range of motion with a static stretch occurs between 15 and 30 seconds. That's it. How long should you do it? 15 to 30 seconds. Do you have that? And most authors suggest that 10 to 30 seconds is sufficient for increasing flexibility. And they basically said two to four times. You don't have to do more than four. And I, listen, I'm, I'm not doing more than three most often. All right? So <laughs> I love this topic. And I hope this, I mean, this topic is endemic of so many of the topics I talk about here taking studies that are flawed, and and not all, but so many, and not even flawed, but extrapolating from them, the Kenyans, the 40-meter sprinter. Now, again, that doesn't mean you can't extrapolate other takeaways that apply to other populations. But when it comes to this stuff and what they're talking about, and then to take that and have a headline that stretching doesn't prevent injuries. Oh, you mean with people who stretch more and run more miles and run faster— and do 10,000 meter races, you know, 
Okay. But don't leave that out of the headline or put something in there. So wrapping it all up here. It's one of the five components of fitness. I know, and I call N equals one. So I'm, I'm one subject out of many, all my clients over the years. I know that if my muscles get tight and one is tight right now, I started running a little bit more. I, my left uh, hamstring, I'm sorry, my right hamstring and glute tighter. And here's the final takeaway that's really good news. And this is where I agree with, I don't even need to name him, the guy who said we should retire it. What he is also saying, and I agree, is that, listen, how many times have I said, if you've listened to other podcasts or read my books, I don't enjoy swimming. I do it because that is a full body range of motion. I'm maximizing my time. So right on the money for the guy who said we should retire, not that we should retire flexibility, but then we can get flexibility and maximize our time, people, by doing other forms of exercise. So Tai Chi, yoga, Pilates, things like that, where you're getting more bang for your buck, let's do that too, because you are getting flexibility. I know that, and I started doing backstroke. Oh my gosh, it is so ugly. Never been trained, never was on a swim team. I need to get my range of motion in my shoulders. I'm doing backstroke, but I'm also doing a little stretching. So the great news is 10 to 30 seconds, 10 to 30 seconds. So I want three to five minutes. So if you think about it, you stretch your quads for 15 seconds, right quad, left quad, that's 30. Left hamstring, you are done in three to five minutes. Major muscle groups, you can do it once or twice. I'd rather you just do it, excessive moderation. After exercise, after You want your muscles warmed up, blood flow. That is the best time to do static stretching. So the takeaway is, yes, it is a five components of fitness. Yes, is one of them. Yes, I still believe it should be. When our bodies are tight, the muscles don't fire right. They move awkwardly, especially when you ask it to do something, your body to do something quickly. And that's when injuries happen. And tightness just doesn't feel good. Trying to, you know, stand up and your lower back is super tight. How can you say that? It's not important. I don't think you need to spend or should spend 15 to 20 minutes stretching all the time. I'd rather you do three five-minute sessions throughout the week, like everything else in fitness, excessive moderation. Don't do a lot a little bit. Doesn't work. Do a little bit a lot. And when it comes to stretching, as it does to eating and strength training and cardio, It's about excessive moderation. Why do I keep coming back to that? Why is that the term that I live by and and embrace? And and it's a huge part of the new book, by the way. If you haven't, it's uh, available for pre-order, the micro workout plan. Grab it now. All right, enough. Stretch a little bit after your exercise. Three to five minutes. Major muscle groups. Shouldn't hurt, by the way. Just enough where you feel slight tension, and that's it. Should not be painful. All right? Hyperflexibility is not good either. And the amazing, (laughs) people don't do it because it's boring. And then, as I've said, true health, true success is not what you see on the scale. It's not what you see in the mirror. If you do your flexibility, whether it's the Tai Chi and the swimming and a little bit of static stretching a couple times a week, three to five minutes, something won't happen. You won't get injured. And that's why so many people don't do it, because they blame other things. It's bad luck. I don't believe in luck. 
I'm not injury free because of luck. And someone said that. I said, you know, just 26 Ironman races, injury free. And he said, knock wood. <laughs> Guess what? Knocking wood doesn't work. Stretching works. There you go. Thank you for listening. I'm Tom Holland. Uh, please rate the show. I so appreciate all of you who have done it. And if you hadn't, take one second, rate the show. Questions, comments, leave them. Uh, I answer the questions in future shows. I'm doing these shorter shows now. Hope you're enjoying those. If you have a topic for a shorter show too, I love those. Tom H. Fit is my Instagram. Tom H. Fit is my Twitter. You can go to Fitness Disrupted. There's a link there. You can email me questions. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you got something a lot out of this. This is this is everything my show's about. This is why you are not achieving your goals quite often is all the bad information. This show is all about the good information. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.